Welcome in to Patriot Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. This is Will Dundon here with Nick Trucial. Nick, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. I've got my uh, King Henry crown on today as uh, it's getting a little frosty and number 22 might be coming back. Well, not might be. He is coming back. Um, winter is coming. Yeah, winter is coming. I'm excited about that. We finished up college football, which was kind of sad, um, but definitely an awesome national championship. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, definitely caught. I mean, caught me by surprise. Caught both of us by surprise. Yeah, because if you were, we were uh, recording during halftime, and I mean, I was all back down on Stetson Bennett, saying he was no good. And yeah, he might have proved me wrong in the second half. Yeah, he definitely proved a lot of people wrong. Georgia looked like the best team by far, and there is, I. I don't think it really matters, but there is something to be said that, you know, Mechie and yeah. William Williams or Williamson. It's uh Jameson Williams and yeah. then uh John Mechie, right? Yeah, they were they were both out. There is something to be said about that. I will give Bama fans a little bit. Yeah, because didn't on that. you hear that on the Fine Bomb show we had there uh, was, some big Bammer calling in? Yeah, there was a guy who on the Fine Bomb show, I wouldn't take it this far, but he did call in on Fine Bomb and basically said Georgia should be embarrassed to claim this <laughs> national championship since Bama didn't have two receivers. I wouldn't go that far. No. I mean, injuries are part of the game and it's not it, I know like those receivers are great and yeah, they probably would have had a pretty big impact on the game, but it's not quite the same as if you're losing a quarterback yeah, or something. If they had know? lost Bryce Young or something like that. That's right, really different. Right. And you know that Alabama roster is loaded to the brim with talent, so it's not like the obviously, like you said, it's definitely not good to have your star receivers go down, but when you're a team like Alabama, I feel like you got you have guys in place to kind of step in um and fill that role. Yeah, for sure. And Georgia, I mean, they look they looked great the second half. I don't know if like who was in the game necessarily right there mattered. Oh my god! Oh, picks got- terrible pick six from Kyler Murray. Holy cow! Was gonna be a safety. He chucked it up. Pick six is twenty one nothing Rams. Holy cow! Goodness, dude, the Cardinals have fallen off, and we'll get we'll get into some NFL later. Gosh, what a terrible what a terrible play. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah national championship kind. I get. I guess. I don't know. It ended up being all right. Second half, yeah, Georgia dominates. Stetson Bennett. Oh man, we do. We should talk about the fact that these news channels. Oh, how he got brought on yeah, at eight a.m. Yeah, keep making dudes do like eight a.m. interviews. You know, the night after you win a national championship, Stetson Bennett looked like a zombie. I remember he was still drunk for sure. Yeah, I remember Joe Burrow on being on a bar stool, being on Pardon My Take the day after. Uh, the national championship. Well, they they Big Cat and PFT went to record the podcast. They went to watch Coach O and everything, and they did. I think they had Coach O and Burrow on. But you know, so the day after the national championship, Burrow basically says he was supposed to have an interview with Trey Wingo at like eight a.m. or something. And he he just missed it. Yeah, he just missed it. And they were like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I just wanted to come hang out with y'all or whatever." (laughs) That's funny. And well, I mean, I'd rather do an interview with. PFT and Big Cat and Trey Wingo, probably. Well, yeah. Plus, it's a podcast. It's not as professional or anything. You just get to go chill out. Yeah, chill out. And one thing, kind of talking about uh, Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow has the coolest post-game cigar picture out of any national championship quarterback. That one, you know what I'm talking about, where he's sitting there smoking that cigar. He just looks like a a badass there. And I think uh, he he takes a trophy home as the, the coolest national championship picture. Speaking of a cigar picture, you know how everyone, uh, there used to be a time where everyone would tweet out the picture of Hertz, uh, Tua, and Mac Jones yeah. all with their cigars. After. And now, after, after, it used to be like, oh, look how cool this is. All these three starting NFL quarterbacks. After, uh, this week, it wasn't quite, didn't carry the same weight it once did. No. I thought that was funny seeing that. And it was basically a picture of, it used to be, picture of greatness or something or show how stacked Bama is now it's like a picture of mediocrity basically after their performances yeah some bad performances both from Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones yeah but yeah before we get into the NFL there was eh, a little I guess a couple stories around college football now that it's over uh one that's not too surprising it looks like JT Daniels from Georgia is expected to enter the transfer portal 
Weird situation there. I mean, I always thought... Yeah, he's got so much talent and... I mean, he was so good as yeah. a freshman at USC. So good. So... But now it's like he hasn't even He hasn't seen really the field played. in two years. He played, he played some last year. Yeah. He played in the bowl game and That's stuff. Right. That's and right. That's everything. right. Everything. But... I don't. Yeah, it's just weird. You haven't seen a whole lot of him, and I mean, all you need is one year now, right? If he gets hot yeah. this next year, goes to the right place, then he'll be all right. And I think he will, but I just don't know what, like, who's on his list. Where he's thinking about going? Honestly, may, maybe Oklahoma. I'm just. I could see it. I'm thinking about it because I will mention Nebraska real quick. Give Scott Frost some props because he has been cleaning up in the transfer portal. Already got Casey Thompson from Texas at quarterback, along with. Trey Palmer uh, just got the number one JUCO running back, yeah, got a running back, fire. and then got a running back from AM. And then also just added Chubba Purdy from Florida State. So you got another quarterback, another top ranked quarterback. Yeah, you that, did, the Nebraska kind of went from no clue what to do at quarterback to now being he, maybe no clue because you have so much talent there. Well, now you have, I think, four, maybe definitely three, maybe four, four stars on your quarterback yeah. depth chart right now so and competition is definitely very good for the quarterback oh, position yeah, for so sure, for sure that can that'll definitely be useful but so the reason i say maybe jt daniels hits up oklahoma is because chubba purdy the, it was down to nebraska and oklahoma so oklahoma's still you know looking for that quarterback They're still looking for that guy and he would be easy to go fit in there i don't know though like do you, if you're a quarterback do you want to go play for venables do you know like yeah he's a how defensive he's gonna guy do? yeah i don't know and then also we had kind of the other the other news in college football. Looks like ACC is unanimous in the opposition yeah. to expanding the college football playoff. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I think earlier this year we pretty much just checked off all right at some point the playoffs are expanding. This is what it seems like it's trending towards and now it's seems to be going the other way. Um and like you said the ACC came out uh the commissioner came out and said they're against it and i i think like we've discussed before i don't know if expanding oh my gosh we just saw another crazy catch but i don't know if expanding the playoffs would change anything because we we saw what georgia and alabama did they were the two best teams i i think if you start getting past four there's no way five six seven eight those teams are going to be able to beat number one, number two, I think the difference um, between the top couple of teams and then the rest is a, a lot bigger than we originally realized. Well, and as it should be, right? I mean, you have your chance to, first of all, you know, deserve your your chance to get there or earn your chance to get there. Everyone mm-hmm. has like, if you're in the Power Five, everyone pretty much has an equal opportunity to get in the playoff. So there you go. You can earn it right there. And then we see usually those ones who do earn it the top four or five, after that, it's like, you know, after that, you start getting to teams with a couple losses or bad losses. Yeah. And they de- they just wouldn't be able to keep up. There is, it seems like there is a huge talent gap or a huge just drop off. Drop off from that kind of fourth team to five, six, seven, eight, you know. it. Yeah. I mean, when you look at, can you pull up actually like the final rankings for. Uh, college football this year. I mean, we already saw, like, obviously, Michigan was far and away down from Georgia. They get blown out. And they're ranked in there at number three. Cincinnati didn't yeah. have a chance at Bama. I mean, ba- Baylor was good, obviously. Ohio State was good. Oklahoma State. But, like, Notre Dame, you know. I feel know, like all these teams are pretty similar, though, in, in, in terms of being... Well, they're flawed, right? Yeah. Like, Ohio State, I could see giving one of those teams a run for their money just because their offense, if it was the right day, if it was, you know, then I could see maybe Ohio State having a chance there. But their defense has been kind of a, a crux for them, right. at least this season. And you you see what, I mean, how much did um, uh, Georgia put up against Michigan? What was it, like 40-something? 40 40. Yeah. yeah, so I don't I, I don't know if I'd trust Ohio State's defense this year to uh, have kept them close. Yeah, and honestly, may, I mean, may, maybe Baylor and Oklahoma State can hold their own. Like, maybe they can hold their own against three and four, but, like, yeah. they weren't going to against Georgia or Bama. No. And that's that's kind of what it's turned into. You kind of have your top two teams and maybe, maybe two and three are different or whatever, you know. Maybe you have a different... 
you can switch those around, but everyone kind of knows who the top two teams are, and they usually end up playing each other. So, yeah, I don't see any point as Kyler Murray through another pick. Another pick. pick. Uh, the Rams have the ball, 50-yard line, 21 to nothing, with five minutes left to go in the second quarter. This I was bad. Dang. I was lo- oh, God, Cooper <laughs> Cup was wide open. Too. I, I was looking at the alternate line for this game that was like 14 and a half for the Rams favored. <laughs> And I didn't. I didn't do it, but obviously it looks looking right now like I should have pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, I mean, that could have been a a big hit. Yeah, but yeah. So fo- college football playoff expansion. We're I'm I'm not seeing it. Uh, and it looks like I mean everyone's kind of following suit with that. They're understanding. They're like that's not going to work. There's no yeah. need for that. It just kind of complicates things even more. And like I said before, I think the thing it does for me is it makes the regular season less valuable. You know, you can you can yeah. lose two games in the regular season and not even go to a conference championship and you got a good shot still at making it. And there's so many people out there that want to make it like the NFL and make it more of a playoff format. And I don't think you have to do that. Like I think that's what makes college football great yeah. is that it is it's it's different. And we we've said that before. I don't mean to to beat the drum on that, but to kind of segue into the NFL We've seen NFL playoff expansion, and it looks like it is a total waste of time. Yeah, no the uh, the seven seeds, the the extra wild cards have been terrible, been getting absolutely killed. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a little more realistic in the NFL, obviously, because the level of talent there's not a as big of a drop off as there is between, let's say, one and twenty five um, in college football. The, the best team to the 25th best team in the NFL is a lot closer than what I would right. think it is in college football. There's a real chance there. Yeah. Uh, and it's a week-to-week league. Anybody can beat anybody, but it still is seeming like, I mean, the the top guys or the, the top dogs are taking care of business. Yeah, because who were the extra seeds this week? It was Philadelphia, right? Yeah, so Philadelphia, they went 9-8 and eight and got absolutely killed. And then the Steelers, Steelers yeah. stuck, uh, snuck in um, and got absolutely killed. So, yeah, I don't know if well, I... Well, no one... It, it's kind of funny because d- did anyone expect either of those teams to win? Maybe, maybe you thought the Eagles had a chance. I don't think anyone thought the Steelers... I know. I think the consensus on the Steelers was if you thought they had a chance at winning, it was going to be ugly, gross, like a it was going to 20 be a, to 17 game. Yeah. Somehow they were going to get Kansas Their city defense to just, would just play slow or something, yeah, do something. But yeah, no, that, I mean, obviously that didn't work out. Let's, let's just talk about some of those games kind of, so we'll kick it off actually Eagles and bucks. And it was pretty much done from the get go. Like yeah. we said, Jalen hurts. I mean, he was just missing throws left and right. He looked completely out of his comfort zone. Not, I mean, you could tell he was a just an inexperienced quarterback out there. Um, and Brady just took care of business as usual. Uh, I think the Buccaneers are as good as they were last year. It's going to be they're going to be dangerous to play in the NFC this year. Yeah, I mean they're they're a contender. Obviously, what are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts? Like, what do you think about him? I mean, I think, so I had him on one of my fantasy teams, and he definitely, he was huge in fantasy this year because of his uh, rushing ability. I think he he's he's a winner. Um, he's won pretty much wherever he went, both at Oklahoma and Alabama. He was able to step in and this role and kind of take a starting job that wasn't really fully expected to be his yet. There were some question marks. So I'm still on the brighter side of Jalen Hurts right now, and I think he has uh, the potential to be uh, a Lamar Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick-esque type of player. That's his ceiling, but I feel like his floor is pretty low too. I feel like he could also be, all right, now that everyone has a year of film on him, he's screwed next year. So I... I'm still on the better side of things, but I can also still see that argument of, eh, they're going to get some film on him. He can't throw the ball that well. It, it, it's not going to work out. But like I said, I'm still kind of on the better side of things, so I'm hopeful to uh, see what, what he can do next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts. I don't see his ceiling is that high, though, just because 
obviously he's a mobile guy. He's athletic and he can give guys fits. And I, 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 I've seen him at times be really effective. But I think like I mean Mike Vick and Lamar just have that you know next and Kyler Murray honestly have kind of that next level speed. I feel like that I don't like game breaking speed. Yeah, that I don't know if he has. Like he's faster than most of the guys that most of the guys rushing him right. But it's like guys like Lamar and Vic and Kyler, they can just run around and no one's going to catch them. So I think that's what kind of separates them, obviously. And I just don't. The pocket presence, too, I feel like Jalen Hurts hasn't gotten quite. And that's something that's going to take time to adjust to. And obviously we're we're talking about guys who've Mike Vic, 10-year career. Lamar Jackson is now in his fifth year or whatever. So so we've seen them get some experience. Um, But I, I don't know. We'll, I, I kind of think a little bit differently about Jalen Hurst. We'll have to uh, see where he ends up. He's an easy guy to cheer for as part of it. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he gets better. I just don't see him being like a... I, like, I'm not scared of Jalen Hurts if I'm playing yeah. Jalen Hurts. If I'm well, that's the definitely Eagles. the mindset the Buccaneers yeah, went exactly. in with that game. They said, all right, we're going to sell out the run. Let's have Jalen Hurts throw the ball and try and beat us. And he... Uh, Exactly what they thought was going to happen, happened, and uh, he was not able to beat him by throwing the ball. Yeah. So let's scroll up a little bit. Let's actually go back to some of the Saturday games. So, yeah, you had... Patriots-Bills was terrible. I mean, the Bills just steamrolled them. I mean, Belichick looked like he didn't know what to do out there with Mac Jones... The defense didn't show up, obviously. The the heralded Belichick defense that everybody had been talking about. Mac Jones looked like a rookie. I think it was, yeah. The Bills played to their full potential. Like The Bills played at their ceiling. Because that's why a lot, of, a lot of Titans fans right now are thinking, okay, so if we beat the Bengals, we're going to have to play the Chiefs or the Bills. And I'm thinking, okay, but yeah, the Bills still aren't like... Their ceiling has always been that. Yeah. They're just inconsistent, though. And... I I mean yeah they did it against the Patriots defense who I still think is like respect respectable obviously but you know when you have to play complimentary football and Mac Jones is out there Mac Jones is not he's not ready for that stage no and I well, think he got exposed I mean finally it's like okay you've you had fun you played yeah, your regular they went season ten and seven yeah and now now it's time for the the experienced guys. Well, to have yeah, some you fun see Josh Allen come yeah. in there and throw five touchdowns. You you knew who was the more experienced quarterback and who was just more comfortable out there. So Josh Allen looked like he was ready for the moment and uh, he took care of business. He looked. I mean, he looked awesome. Yeah, he did. No, it definitely is making me a little bit more nervous. I was uh, actually at a, a local establishment, Crow's Nest, watching um, watching the football game and Bills Mafia was showing out the place was packed with bills fans um and i went to the titans bills game a couple years ago uh i can't i want to say 2019 it was and i mean bills mafia they just show up like crazy man it's it's they're all over the place yeah even in nashville they they're they're here do you Uh, think josh allen did you see what bart scott said josh allen no, I didn't. Josh Allen was talking about how he, like, because usually he sucks in the cold. Obviously, he mm-hmm. didn't this past weekend. But uh, he's talking about how he doesn't get circulation to his feet or something. Like, he's got bad blood circulation, so he gets super cold or whatever. And Bart Scott told him to take a Viagra. Because <laughs> he said, he said, that's Bart originally Scott, what it uh, was for. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what he it said. Was like blood he's pressure. Like everyone, everyone on ESPN la- was laughing at him and stuff. Because Viagra and, was an accident uh, for like sexual medication. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's what he said. He he was sitting there like stone cold, and every he was like, no, like I. He said tons of guys in the NFL take it or all the time. Because I've heard of would, that stuff. It yeah. warm them up. It get their blood circulation going because that's what it was originally for. It opens up all the blood vessels or something. Still though, I hope I hope he did. I hope he took a Viagra and that's like what. Cost yeah, and him then too. he throws five touchdowns yeah. and then. Well, now Dude, I'd, I'd you be have terrified. to be if you're Josh Allen. If you're Viagra, you have to go after Josh Allen and make him like oh, the yeah. spokesman. <laughs> oh yeah, and well then no Viagra also needs to start going after some NIL deals is where they could uh, start <laughs> making some big money. Jeez. Um, but I'm just thinking yeah. like, hey, you want to score? You want to score tonight? You want to score tonight? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, that could actually be a, a great tagline for Viagra. I think uh, we got a winner there, Will. You just got to get you got to get Josh Allen on board. I don't know if he would, because then you got you know you got this young guy using Viagra, and he's like, wait, do I really want to be known? Yeah, for... be known as the guy. But anyway, we'll move on. Raiders Bengals. <laughs> Raiders Bengals. So Bengals? this they look pretty good, good. Good game. It was a good game, uh, and it was a, a tough fought, tough fought game, and definitely. Uh, I don't know. I guess you could say, yeah, I'll take the Bengals as a Titans fan. Uh, I think I would have rather played the Raiders, but it's just because Jamar Chase scares me as a Titans fan. I feel like he can get hot with Burrow. I mean, one cool stat that I saw today. So in uh, the upcoming game, Titans-Bengals, there will be seven players from that 2019 LSU National Championship team. Wow. Seven. In that one game. It's crazy. Let me see if I can find the list real quick. Yeah, because you got Burrow and Chase. You got Christian Fulton on the Titans. And then uh, Torrey Carter, our fullback. Gracie McMath, uh, wide receiver. Um, And I'm looking for the list here. I can't find it. But it was there was one one or two other no-names. But, yeah, just kind of listing off those guys. Um Interesting to see how talented that roster was and how many NFL players. What do you think about? What do you think about the whole uh, whistle blown on that Burrow TD? The I think I'm going to miss that about? one. No, I thought you were going to talk running, about the Dak uh, Prescott. Um, hurry up, we can get into so that he, later. But. So Burrow's running to the sideline, throws the ball, and it looked like he may have stepped out of bounds when he threw it. Yeah, but he didn't. Throws it and. Uh, I forget who caught it, maybe T. Higgins or Boyd or someone. Catches it, touchdown. But, like, you definitely, you could tell, and it was in real time, so everything's kind of going fast, but it sounded like you heard a whistle somewhere. And then you go to replay. They interviewed all these guys after, like, asked Burrow, and he's like, no, I didn't hear a whistle, you know. Well, (laughs) of course he's going to say that. But, uh, so you look back, he's running to the sideline. He definitely does not step out of bounds. So then the question, then everyone starts complaining, saying they heard a whistle. And when I saw it again, I saw the replay, and it wasn't like the, like, he runs, he throws, and it's like right before the ball hits the receiver's hands, you hear a whistle. So, so it was a late whistle either so way. So it was, like, technically, yeah, they blew, at least at least from the replay I saw. So as long as the replay I saw was accurate... Like I, I just want to make sure I wasn't on watching like a slow mo one or something. Yeah, but I don't think the, I was. The audio wasn't synced up right. Or right. Something. I don't. I don't think I was. So I'm thinking because everyone's being ticky tack right. If the whistle's blown, like you have to blow the play dead. But I'm like, okay, it was right before. Like the ball is literally like at his hands, and the whistle is blown, and there's no like it had no effect on anything. Yeah. In my so opinion, it was kind of uh, I guess not even that relevant anyway. Because the whistle was blown I way don't, too late. I don't think so. Like, I'd like to hear someone argue with me about that because I'm like, it. You, if you watch that, that whistle had no effect on anything. And I wonder. So it it was confirmed a referee did blow a whistle. Like, I mean, I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Or could it have been a rogue fan who no, snuck I mean, in a whistle or something like, like that? I. Th- it was definitely a, a ref on the field. You're saying. I mean, I can't. I guess I didn't check, but I'm pretty sure. I'm like ninety percent sure. Okay, it was a yeah. But anyway, I mean, besides that, the Bengals. I mean, they did. They took care of business. But I'm with you. Like, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm not super worried about the Bengals. Like, I know they have receivers and everything, but I think the front four. And again, we we can get into that in a second. We can talk about the and they, later. well, they just lost their best defensive tackle. Um, yeah, just got placed on IR, which is going to be huge. Uh, as the Titans' offensive line is really starting to come together later in the season here, especially with Henry coming back, we're going to need it. Right, right. What other what other games did we have? Uh, well, we can get to the Cowboys 49ers that I was talking about, that crazy finish with Dak Prescott um, spiking the ball and there being no time left. Um, and did you see the play? Where the yeah, where the ref kind of rammed into the center, and then Dak Prescott. But I'm totally on the side of the ref here. Um, I know Mike McCarthy and was talking about it. All the Cowboys fans were throwing stuff at the refs as they were leaving the uh, stadium. Who would ever? 
How dare they? Right? Oh, how dare they? Yeah. How could, now, how could cow- Cowboys have done that. Georgia's done that. We're starting to see. Yet, there was only one team that made national news for doing it, and I happened to be at that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was totally on the side of the the ref here. You got to give him a chance to spot the ball. I mean, since when can Dak Prescott and the offensive line spot the ball and snap it? Like, yeah. Well, so first of all. Dallas, by some miracle, gets the ball back too, right? You know, they, yeah. Jimmy G is doing everything he can to lose that game. Yeah, so it was a terrible pick. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, because what ha- what happened actually on that last drive the Niners had? How did the how did the Cowboys? There was a false start. Yeah, that's there was what a it was. False, false start, start on that the QB it. sneak yep. or whatever. So yeah, so Cowboys get the ball back and they're moving the ball down the field super fast. You have plenty of time, and I saw it. There was there's 14 seconds left, and I was like. They could throw one right across the middle and spike it if they want to. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. They decided to run. And it takes a little it's like time. It's a QB draw almost. Yeah, kind it, was, of it was a QB draw. And it takes a little time to get going, I guess. And part of that, I'm like, dude, yeah, if you're Dak, first of all, you got to get down. Yeah. Once you get 10 yards, get down. Don't don't just keep going. No. Because it's, it's, it's a timing It's irrelevant thing. because it's going to be a 20 25 yard shot at the end zone no matter what. So yeah, why you're try? Already, yeah, you're already with like on their side of the field it's not yeah. going to be a hail mary so that was dumb then yeah so the only argument i could accept is you know the ref was kind of behind the play however yeah D- Dak knows you can't just he handed the ball to his center like yeah yeah you don't just get to snap the ball you don't get like, to spot it yourself yeah that would be awesome so but. the ref, ref had to come up snap and like they're now the cowboys are now in the ref's way that was the thing everyone was mad at the ref because but he's trying to get through the line and they're in his way and the they're trying to they're already set the line was set and he's yeah like, no like i have to spot the ball you idiots yeah i don't Gets know down, what was touches it and then they run out of time so yeah i totally blame it all on the cowboys for that instance and also, the Cowboys shot themselves in the foot all game. They had so many penalties. Well, yeah. We well, what is the stat since 1996? The Cowboys have won like one playoff game or something like that. It sounds right. I it's, don't know. It's either zero. It's zero or one. I know, I know it's one. Dak, or two. Dak has one playoff win. Okay, then it's one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just th- I think the Cowboys are cursed. They they're not they just can't win playoff games right now. Um, I don't even know what like what kind of direction do you go in as a Cowboys organization because right because this was kind of your year. Yeah, well, you were supposed to have their defense was really good this year. Trayvon Diggs was supposed to be good, and he's kind of his second half of the season was kind of garbage. Um, Dak Prescott slowed down second half of the year. Zeke hasn't been as effective. Some injuries piled up on the offensive line. Um, it's just this, like you said, this was supposed to be the the Cowboys' year. They they had the defense, they had all the stars healthy, um, and they just couldn't do it. I I mean I could also un, I, I'm thinking of the argument was McCarthy ever the right hire? Was that kind of dumb to give a guy who, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but it seemed like he was stagnant. Like I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't say on a slow like he wasn't. He wasn't going downhill or anything, but he definitely Very wasn't complacent. Like I don't, I don't think, like when the Cowboys hired McCarthy, I wasn't like, oh, they're gonna win a Super Bowl, or even they have a real shot at a Super Bowl. I said they hired a guy who won a who has won a Super Bowl before, but I wasn't expecting them to just take off because of that. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, who did they have Jason Garrett right before this? Or do they have anyone in between? No, nah, Garrett was, uh, and then Garrett got canned from uh, New York, the yeah. Giants. So he's did the whole staff pretty much get canned? Yeah, yeah, including I believe Derek Dooley and Jeremy, and Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt. Yeah, <laughs> we're both on that staff, which is hilarious. But so I don't know, and it's like I mean McCarthy and they're backing him right now. They're confident he's coming back. Yeah, well, I was gonna say that'd be hard to, you know, fire a guy like had, him after one year. He had a twelve-win season, and right? Right. I mean, it was regular season success. Um, but I mean, yeah. What do you, what do you attribute it to, though? If you think you have all the players and everything, and you're playing a Niners team that is solid, but you should, in in my opinion, like the Cowboys should beat the Forty ers Yeah. 
100%. I think I mean, the Niners are... The Niners have a better defense, but I don't think it's that big of a difference, and the Cowboys' offense should be light years ahead of that 49ers' offense. Jimmy G is the guy who is going to, like, hang on. Yeah. Like, I think... Hang I do, on for I, dear life. I, I think if... And he'll win, right? But I, I do think if... Uh, I meant to say this earlier. I think if Jimmy G was on the Patriots... Like if they're he had stuck with the Patriots. Well, if Brady doesn't make him leave, basically, that was the whole reason Brady yeah. felt threatened and wanted Jimmy G out of there to make sure he was still going to be starting and everything. And now that's weird to think about. Now Brady's. that's weird to think about. Yeah, it, yeah. but I do think if Jimmy G was still on the Pats, then I mean it's not totally different, but I think they're better with Jimmy G than Mac Jones. Like I think Garoppolo is definitely better than Mac Jones. Yeah, definitely. As a at least. This year, I think, especially having um, the the Patriots' weapons and having their coaching staff, he, he could have succeeded very well. And obviously, we saw Mac Jones, I mean, not have to do much. How many times did he throw in that? Uh, three That's, times? Yeah, he threw three times. Three in times in won. a win? Yeah. Like, that's insane. That was kind of extreme conditions. Yeah, it was. Because the Bills... No, they th- they threw. Never mind. Still, it was. I mean, that was just like a weird game. The defense controlled everything. Um, and you really didn't need Mac Jones to throw the ball. But it, it's just if they're winning games like that, I think Jimmy G comes in and makes a, a a much bigger impact than Mac Jones does. I don't know ceiling wise. I think I'd certainly take Mac Jones over Jimmy Garoppolo because I think Mac Jones could end up being really really good but definitely this year I would have taken Jimmy G let Mac Jones sit for his rookie year and then uh go from there Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I don't know what Mac Jones's ceiling is. I think he could be I mean there's definitely times this year where I saw like he throws a good ball and everything. Yeah. I don't it, it is he a game? Is he a, like a game changing quarterback? No, I don't think so. But does he have to be to maybe win a Super Bowl in the future? I no, I don't think so. No, I mean I think he could be as good as Joe Flacco. Like yeah, <laughs> you know that's kind of the that's kind of the litmus test nowadays for Joe is he, Flacco. Is he like kind of good enough to win a Super? Or what Bowl? about big uh, big bad Brad Johnson for the Buccaneers in like oh one? Yeah, well that's what. Yeah, you got it. Then it's like you got to start going back in the day to him and like Trent Dilfer. And yeah, stuff. Trent Dilfer and some of those guys. Because we always point to them, but it's like recently, yeah, you have kind of the legends winning Super Bowls. Yeah, which I want to see, kind of preview what next week's matchups look like. So, let's see. Take a look at the division round here. Obviously, we got Bengals, Titans, um, and then 49ers, Packers on Saturday. Uh, those so... are both going to be really good games, well, I think. Well, I think it, they, the Packers and Niners played earlier in the year, and I think that was I think Mason Crosby hit a game winner, a game-winning field goal in that game. Yeah, that so, sounds right. This could be a revenge game for I kinda, the 49ers. I, like, I'll say it. I mean, I kind of like the Niners just because, I mean, Debo Samuel. In my So, in my opinion, like, if you're just talking about a straight football player, like, I think Debo Samuel is the best football player in the NFL. This and, year? Yeah, and what I mean by that is just, like... Well, he with, can do everything. Yeah, basically that's He's what I mean. a running like, back and a receiver. Yeah, he can do everything. And you could put him like anywhere on the field and he'll probably do a pretty good job. Like he's just a football player. I could I could see that offensively. I don't know if he's the best football player cuz you take into account some like, guys I don't, like Aaron Donald. Right. Or, well, that's what I mean. Like I don't think he's an MVP or anything. Yeah. But it is just a, a football guy going out there and playing hard. Like, and or like plays. if you're playing like backyard football, like he's the number one. Oh pick. yeah, certainly he's the like number even one pick. even over like the biggest kid or something. Like you're picking a kid who can literally just, just do everything. Do like everything. Gonna, yeah. You give him the ball and just say, "Hey, go score." Yeah. And I mean that's kind of what he's done. And uh, did you see they had that kid interview Debo Samuel after the game? No. Uh, it it was cool. It was part of the like Nickelodeon uh, right. broadcast or whatever they're doing with that. Um, and I thought the kid actually did a great job. And uh, was asking some good questions of Debo Samuel. But Debo basically said, yeah, whatever Coach Kyle wants me to do, I'll go out there and do it. I don't care. Like, he just tells me to get the ball. And he had some huge plays, and they would 
probably lost that game uh, without him against the um, Cowboys, but... Oh, yeah. Well, because there was... I mean, he had a couple runs that were huge. Because it is, yeah, they... They kind of just started playing him at running back earlier yeah, in the year. Yeah, with Elijah Mitchell being kind of banged up. And then who's that guy? Was it Trey Sermon who was supposed to be? Right. But yeah. he just fell off the depth chart. And then so they just said, screw it. We're going to get it to Debo. Every- that, <laughs> that's why, I mean, best fantasy pickup by far for me. I draft Debo in like a mid to late round just because I like him kind of. And he ends up being the offense for the Niners. And no one's really been able to stop it. I mean, they pretty much run their offense through him, and no one's really been able to stop it. Yeah, you know what's coming. You know that Garoppolo is not going to be too big of a threat, that he'll make some kind of game management decisions. They're going to run the ball with Elijah Mitchell a little bit, but you you know that Debo just kind of jet sweep is coming half the time. You do a jet sweep, you throw a slant route. Ayuk has been playing better. He started off, he had like a really slow first half of the season, but then kind of had a strong second half. Kittle was banged up and now is back. Yeah. You got some real weapons there. Yeah. And I think that's why people are a little bit afraid of the 49ers because they kind of went cold and had some of their injuries at the right time, take it during the middle of the season, um, and then get into the playoffs, get everybody healthy, and it's a, it's a whole new ball game. Anything can happen. So I think um, – I don't know if the 49ers are going to beat the Packers, but they got a better chance than I think a lot of people think. Yeah, I think they have a chance. The only thing for me is I think the Packers have looked like the best team in the NFL all year. Just they just kept winning. Would they go third? Did they go thirteen and four? Thirteen and four. Yeah, okay. and they d- just sat well, they out the game the against game. the Lions, so right. they could have gone fourteen and three. Um, yeah, the Packers. Well, their pass rush is so much better, and their secondary has been playing well. That's what has killed Aaron Rodgers in the past. Is yeah, he'll put up thirty-two points, but his defense will give up forty-two. So if they're kind of meshing together more, and it seems like they are, they're getting, I believe they just got uh, Zadarius uh, Smith back off IR. They're going to be a dangerous team on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, I'd be very afraid of the Packers. Definitely. And so, okay, who do the, who are the Bucks playing? So the Buccaneers are going to play the Rams most oh, likely. Oh, right, right, yeah. Um, After tonight. Yeah, I, I mean... Which that should be, in my opinion, a good game. Yeah, oh, that's going to be a really good game. I think the Rams squeeze out that win just barely. But, I mean, it's going to be tough. The Rams definitely peaked it. They they went cold, like, beginning of the middle of the season. Yeah, when the Titans kind of Titans, spanked them. Right, because then I think the they, lost, and... uh, they lost to the Packers after that or something. So they kind of just had a tough stretch. But then what they they end up going twelve and five or something, right? Yeah, that's that twelve and five sounds right because they were the number four seed in the NFC. I want to say. Anyway, I mean it was around there. They had a great record. Yeah, does it have it on there? Yeah, they were twelve and five. Yeah, okay. So anyway, that'll be fun to watch because it looks like OBJ's kind of coming into his own. Yeah, again. holy cow, he has more touchdowns, or I, I, maybe it's time. Who would have thought OBJ has, was, yeah. was the genius and all that in the Browns move? He was right. He was actually just totally right. He's he like, was give right. me the ball more. And, and look at what he's doing now. He has six total touchdowns with the Rams and six total touchdowns with the Browns. Um, and he's done it a lot quicker with the Rams. And he actually got his first playoff touchdown uh, today. I believe it. Because, I mean, he's played on some crappy teams. Yeah. Being stuck with the Giants as we're watching the Manning cast right now, seeing Eli up there. Uh, kind of their first really rookie season after that, OBJ just kind of, I mean, he had, what did he have, 1450 his rookie year and had all the crazy catches and stuff like that. And second year he followed it up. But I think he might have finally found his 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 home here in L.A. He Him and Stafford look real comfortable together. Cooper Cup on the opposite side helps a lot. Uh, Van Jefferson is yeah. out there making noise. So it definitely helps is, when you have a better quarterback, better has, receivers. Has Robert Woods been injured for a while? Like, yeah, he he's kind of been... Is he Is he even... Yeah, well, I think he's out the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I think getting OBJ, it was like the day after they got OBJ, he tore his ACL or something like that. Or to, it, I, I can't remember the injury exactly, but it was season ending. I know that. Yeah, and then we've got 
Bills Chiefs, which is kind of the one everyone's looking forward to, two high scoring offenses. I think the Chiefs are going to take care of business just because I think the Bills are too inconsistent. Yeah. I think it's going to be. uh, Why don't we both go ahead and give our AFC and NFC championship predictions? I'm thinking Chiefs, Titans, AFC championship. And then I'm going Packers, Rams, NFC. Yeah, and I could. I feel most confident in the Titans beating the Bengals, which scares me. Obviously. Yeah, because whenever you're confident as yeah. a Titans fan, it's usually not a good good sign. But I mean, I will. I'll, I'll obviously say Titans, and then, well, I think, like my brain tells me, the Chiefs should win this game because I think they've been consistent. They haven't lost since the Titans it's beat them. It's in Arrowhead. It's it's in Arrowhead. The Bills are just too inconsistent for me. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I mean, they haven't lost in months. 12 weeks, yeah, <laughs> like, whatever yeah. it is. So, three months now. And I, I think their defense is a little better. Oh, yeah, they, they've tightened up their defense a lot for sure. So I'm, I'm going to go Titans-Chiefs as well, but then I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to go Bucks. I'm still. I'm going to say the Bucks still beat the Rams. And then I really just want to say Niners. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew say, the Niners was coming. I knew it. I think I'm going to say Bucks Niners just because I think I would love that NFC Championship. That'd be awesome. I th- maybe maybe sh- I mean Shanahan and Lafleur is going to be a good kind of coaching matchup. Yeah. And I'll say it again. My my brain tells me Packers. But for some reason, I just think the Niners are kind of, they're warmed up, you know. I will say, well, it did, Jimmy G did hurt his shoulder. It said he's yeah. going to practice this week. So that's the only thing to keep an eye on. And who's, do you even know who the backup quarterback is for San Francisco? No, I have It no was uh, Nick Mullins. Trey that, Lance. Oh, yeah. Trey Lance. Duh. Yeah, God, that's terrible. That's the brain fart there. Um, but, but hey, like maybe gonna... Trey Lance comes in and no. <laughs> well, at the beginning of the season, I yeah, he was I playing. did say Trey Lance was going to be the best quarterback out of yeah. everybody. So well, I'm could, sticking I mean, with it. Still could be. We don't know. Like he, uh, I don't know. The Packers defense is pretty good, though. Yeah, that's the that's the the one big thing that's different that I have seen about the Packers this year is their defense is legit. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm going I'm going to say Bucks Packers. I'm still going to say Bucks, but Packers are they're good, man. They're yeah. just really good. And they've got the proven winner in Rodgers. They have everything. They literally yeah. have everything. You have one of the best receivers in the league. You have arguably the best quarterback in the league and your defense is better than it's been in years. The offensive line has looked very good. You got two good running backs. Yeah. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Are both I mean, smash and dash. Well, it is going to be in Green Bay, too. I mean, yeah, that's... Lambeau Field. When you talk... Yeah, when... If you're going to talk about home field advantage, places like Lambeau Field is where... And, and Arrowhead, I would say. Yeah. But especially for Mile teams... High, Denver. Especially when you're playing a team like San Francisco. Like, I know, I know guys. I mean, they're all professional football players. They play in the cold and stuff, but it's... It's got to be different for it guys who are playing in San Francisco all the time to go up to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where it's probably going to be five degrees, you know, with the wind chill at negative ten. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm going to say Bucks, Packers, and then uh, Titans, Chiefs. All right, I like that. And yeah, looking at the the weather here, it's going to be 16 degrees in in Green Bay. So that is, I think you might be right about that. Um, and that's going to be tough for the the Niners to get warmed up, get the circulation going, as Josh Allen would say. Yeah, pop um, Viagra. And go out there and get a win. So, yeah, I don't think the 40 – I mean, it'd be awesome. I just kind of want to say – Yeah, I just kind of want to say the Niners, but it's – anyone who is picking against the Packers doesn't – like they have no reason to – they have nothing to back that up with. Yeah. No, that, there's not much you could find other than – Hey, maybe, whoa, what the, as we just saw a crazy Odell Beckham Jr., but 25-yard pass right there, double pass. He's got good touch, man. He does. He's thrown a couple of balls, yeah. He's got good touch. Yeah, it was just a swing pass back to him, and he throws it back. I mean, it was a, uh, what what do they call it? Just a throwback, basically. Running back runs a wheel route to the other side of the field. 
But anyway, yeah, what were, what were you saying about the playoffs? Oh, well, I was just – I mean, you can, you don't really have any argument against the Packers, like we were saying. Um, there's no really holes that you can poke through that team, and, especially, and you can poke holes through the 49ers team. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the story coming up there. And now we'll close it out with, obviously, our boys in two-tone blue – Tennessee Titans have the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town. Well, the num- well, I'm just going to call us the number one AFC or the number one team in the AFC. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not even going to refer to us as Titans. We're just the number one team in the AFC. <laughs> but um, yeah, you got everyone's talking about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, how great they are. What are your thoughts, Trucial? Give them to me. I mean, Jamar Chase is definitely a guy that I'm scared of. Um, but like the Packers, we've seen a Titans defense kind of completely flip the script here. Last year, we were begging our defense to just not give up 35 points, and we'd win the game, basically, because Henry was playing so good. Tannehill was playing great. Uh, the pass rush is so improved. Our secondary is getting healthy. Uh, I mean, I really think the Titans have it all, and obviously uh, I do have some bias, but trying to take as much of that out as I can. The Titans look complete. I mean, we have possibly the best front seven in all of football. Uh, the defensive line is has been incredible. Uh, Danico Autry, probably the biggest unsung hero of the year. So, I mean, I can really just talk about the defense all day long. We know what we're going to get. Well, I guess we don't know what we're going to get out of the offense because Henry's coming back. But we do know we're going to get a strong rushing attack as Vrabel said it doesn't matter who's out there on Saturday that's how we play football and we're going to stick to it so I think from looking at the defense looking how well we can run the ball those are the two most important things in the playoffs Titans are going to make a run as the Rams continue to pour it on yeah geez it's going to be yeah I think it's safe to say the Rams will be playing the Bucks next week I don't know 28 to 3 comeback yeah. My rule though, my rule though for any football game is 28. Like if you have a 28 half. just like if you have a 28 point deficit like you're not coming back cuz I've seen I've seen obviously we've seen 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl but even with teams like Tennessee and Nebraska I pay attention to. I've seen my teams down 27 to 3 or 24 to 3 before and come back. So yeah. my my rule is 28. So if I think 28. There's something about that. So if Gay hits this right here, it's over? Yes. And bingo. It's over. I was really hoping he'd miss it. That would have been so, awesome. Um, but so here's here's my take on the tight, upcoming Titans-Bengals game. You have a lot of hype around the Bengals, and I think it's deservedly so. People finally got to text about a Bengals playoff win. Yeah, for the first time ever. I mean, shout out to Zach Taylor, former Nebraska quarterback. Has I mean, really, they've done everything the right way, and they've been fun to watch. Yes, and he has totally built that franchise back up. And yeah, it's fun. good for them. They're growing, but dude, the Titans are are truly different. Me and a couple buddies were talking about this this past weekend. When we were debating, you know, yeah, we might, we're probably gonna have to play the Chiefs or the Bills at some point. And I kind of said it, and they they agree with me. I was like, dude, I mean, I, yeah, obviously, you don't want to play like you look at those teams and you think, okay, yeah, they're really good. But this is the first time in my life where I have gone into the playoffs and been like, whoever we play, I truly believe we are better than them. Yeah. I Seriously. Mean, well, we've beaten the Chiefs. We've beaten the Bills. We've beaten everybody in the AFC. We've beaten the Rams. I mean, really, the the well the, in the style of football we play, it's like it's when it's so working. Playoff built too. I mean, it's just. I mean, the game against the Dolphins. Obviously, the Dolphins are an average team in the NFL, but it was kind of the perfect picture of what our game of football looks like. Play defense and run it down their throats and basically let them know what you're doing every time and still don't allow them to stop it. Like, what is anyone going to do about that? Yeah, and uh, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, I'm putting my crown back on here because the king is back. Um, and this rushing attack is about to be disgusting. I mean, you saw the 
performance of Henry basically get matched by Hilliard and Foreman. So now we've just got three awesome running backs to continue that uh, rushing attack. And I'm excited to watch the defense go to work too. The only thing I'm nervous about is truly like a bad dream, like a nightmare, like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, no, like Derrick Henry comes back and for whatever reason, it just like slow. He's just cold or something. You know, he's not used to playing, so he's not quite ready. And it gets the ball punched out on the first drive. They get a scoop and score, and then that's my that's my drives down and throws a fifty yard bomb to Jamar Chase. We're down fourteen nothing real quick. I mean, it could happen. But here's what. What I really think will happen, the defense is going to... like. I don't even think the offense has to play that great this game. Chris Sanders uh, was on 102.5 the other day and was talking about it, and he said out of the teams he'd love to play the Bengals. And he believed that we would shut out the Bengals. He ah, said, he said like if we play that. the Bengals, he thinks like their protection isn't good enough that he said we seriously could have a chance at shutting them out. I mean, he probably knows football better than I do, so <laughs> I'll take his word for it. Yeah, see, so, right, like, I mean, you do have, I mean, they've got some great receivers. I don't think we'll shut them out, but I could see you easily holding them. To two touchdowns? Two touchdowns, yeah. like 17 at the most. Yeah, oh, yeah, Seriously. I could certainly see that, and especially like, with some of the injuries that they've had kind of pile up, like you were talking about in the offensive line. Um I mean, if we start getting after the quarterback early and often, it's over. Like, I think this is a Titans game that they win, like, 27-17, to 17, but it's never really in question. Yeah, like, we we give up. We're, it's 27-10, to 10, and then they score yeah. a touchdown with, like, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Or it starts, like, you, you kick off pretty quick. Like, it's 17-3, to three, like, right away, and yeah. then you just kind of, like, keep that the rest of the time. I think this is a game the Titans win, and I don't. Like, if, if the Titans lose to the Bengals, that is a choke job. Oh, huge. I will be... Huge like if, if we Like, if something happens, if we play the Bills or the Chiefs next and, and we lose, I'll be really upset, and I'll be like, man, I really think we're better than those teams. But... It, may, it makes sense. So different. Right. Yeah. The, I mean, respect to Burrow and everything. I mean, he's had a... an incredible year. I mean, you think he's, like, at 70% completion percentage. 34 touchdowns, too. But I just I don't think they have I, our defense is just different, man. That's all I can say. I mean, yeah, he's lit it up, but what's he got? He does. I mean, fourteen picks, not great. Everything else is yeah, pretty great. Everything else like forty six hundred yards, but you just have to think that. I mean, we run the ball on everyone. Like, if you just run the ball and do what you do, if you play variable football, you should win this game. It's going to be in Nissan. You don't have to worry anything about that. You have a young quarterback and young players who aren't used to playing in the playoffs. Yeah, everything. And then I was looking at our side of the ball. I mean, we've got like 12 or 13 guys who started more than five playoff games right. in their career. You have experience. That's a lot of experience. The Bengals, I mean, I know they won the last game, but it's also at home too. So you kind of have yeah. that safety blanket a little bit for the younger guys. You're about to go on a road playoff game where I think, like, I don't think Cincinnati is going to travel to Nissan necessarily like no. a Buffalo or a Kansas City will, or I think it was even when the Niners came and played. You know, I I don't see Cincinnati, like Bengals fans taking over Nissan. And I mean the everybody's been fired up online, Vrabel and the coaches and the players on Twitter calling for Titans fans. We need you guys there in Nissan. So I'm I'm confident in our fan base to show up. Uh, we, we haven't always been been there before, but like the sticking with the common theme, this year's different. Are you going to the game? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I have not decided yet. Um, talking about it today, I know there's going to be some big tailgates going on in Lot J. Um, so it could happen, but those tickets are pretty expensive. And I had, uh, I was looking at some AFC championship that's a, that's a thing, tickets like, too, and they were 600 bucks for dude, upper deck. I might have to like start doing some Uber eats or something, yeah. like get some extra income. Cause dude, if we have an AFC championship and Nissan, like I gotta go. I mean, I really want to go to both. Like I, yeah. the more, now that we're talking about it, I really want to be there 
this upcoming week. But, but it's like, going to cost you about 1200 bucks to go to both games. To go to both? Yeah. Gosh. I'm going to look I'm going to look it up right now. Cuz yeah, the, I mean, I bet the ones this week are at least 3. Yeah, that's what I mean, and I'm sure you can scalp or kind of scrap something that's, together. That's what it but, would come down to, right? But I mean, you're still going to you're not going to you can't bank on just finding a diamond no. in the rough, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty expensive from what I've seen. It'd be awesome to go to an AFC Championship game, but I don't see it uh, in my future unless Pater takes off <laughs> in light years. Uh, we need to get some media that. passes. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we deserve media passes. So it's looking like... Yeah, these are these are about two twenty seven a piece for nosebleeds. Fees and all that. You That's know, the thing, right? Yeah, you're gonna end up spending another forty bucks or something, probably, if not more. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it. I might not go this week. Like maybe maybe I'll get lucky and someone will have an extra ticket. Or you can always. That's what's kind of nice about living in Nashville. Like, yeah, you, so you, you got can a luck real into one. Yeah. You can luck into one. But the AFC Championship ticket, I'm probably gonna have to buy that one for myself. I think I'm gonna have to do it. I'm going to figure out a way to get to the AFC Championship if we win on Saturday. That would be sick. Anyway, you got anything else you want to talk about? I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm excited for the Titans. Um, it kind of sucks. NFL is winding down. We're already done with college football. But you know what is picking up steam right now? Um, I'll get our quick basketball minute in here. The Memphis Grizzlies um, and Ja Morant. You can uh, go check out one of our fan profiles. I I did one with my buddy Mike, uh, who's from Memphis. But I'm excited to, as we get further on into the basketball season, see where the Grizzlies can go. Um, And then also watch this Tennessee basketball team that has been up and down. Uh, Been some frustrating performances from the offensive side of the ball. But there's some uh, bright stuff in Tennessee sports, especially with the Preds, too. The Preds are number one in the Central Division. The Grizzlies are about to take the three seed. Big fight going. Whoa! There's punches being thrown right now. In the... Holy cow. Yeah, like Aaron Donald just punched somebody in the face. I believe. Yeah, it was between Aaron Donald and one of the uh, O-linemen on Arizona. I don't know what happened. And It's still kind of... All right, well, it looks like we're going to slow things down a little bit. But, yeah, so I'm excited about basketball season picking up. Um, and Tennessee sports in general right now are looking good. So, got got a lot of good stuff on the horizon. Yeah, I think maybe – I think it's we've – been, we've been doing our basketball minute. I think next week we might have to do a little more – Maybe a basketball 15 minutes or something like that. Or just, you know, because, I mean, college is pretty much – there's not much to talk about now in college football. I mean, we'll have some off-season stuff, but, you know – We'll talk. I mean, there's less less NFL games next week. Yeah, only a few to talk about. So we'll probably do maybe first half NFL, second half little college and NBA. Kind yeah, of split I like it that. up in there. Because yeah, I mean, it's bas- I love basketball season. It's just, and I think most fans are this way. It's hard to transition fully into basketball when you still when have real big time football yeah. going on, especially if your team's in it. But uh, yeah, guys. Uh, also, be sure if you haven't yet, check out Trucials. He's been doing some fan profiles with a couple guys that have been really good. We're going to probably start doing those a little more consistently. If you'd like to do a fan profile, just contact one of us or go on uh, social media, hit us up, DM us. Uh, we'd love to have you on, talk about it. We think it's pretty interesting just to hear people's uh, kind of different points of view from programs they follow, franchises they yeah. follow, see how they've see how they know about kind of the history, the success of a franchise, but also what it's looked like in their lifetime. And because we can't watch every game and we don't know every team to a T. So well, and everyone has to... so many different opinions yeah. on franchises, you know, like, uh, for example, you talked to Toe the other week about the Pistons, you know, and people, people might know the bad boys or they may kind of know they haven't been that good recently. But a lot of people forget about that. What was it? Oh three, oh four, oh four Pistons With team. Rep Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, uh, Sheed Wallace, Ben yeah. Wallace, Chauncey Billups. Um, yeah, that team was nasty and went through. You had a you had a flash in the pan there where you got a ring, and a yeah. lot of I mean, there's plenty of teams that don't get to experience that, and I think a lot of fans, especially our age, you know, we were pretty young when that happened. A lot of fans forget that that's a championship yeah, team championship over there. Championship team, Detroit Pistons. They're legit. Yeah, so 
Guys, yeah, be sure to tune into those. Check them out if you haven't already. Be sure to hit us up if you'd like to do one. Be sure to let us know if there's any other segments you want us to cover. We, we will try to get into a little more basketball here coming up as things kind of heat up on that side. Guys, thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at paydirt underscore sports, on Instagram at paydirt sports, and be sure to check us out on the Six Pack Coverage Network, sixpackcoverage.com. We'll have everything up there. Uh, be sure to check them out. They've got everything from food, travel, sports, anything you can think of. They've got it. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see you all next week. See you next week.